Pleasant good morning to everyone and welcome to another edition of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Yours truly, Coles Brown here. Today's guest menu for July 29th, 2023 is the following. Of course, guest co-host, as usual, Charles Edmond will join us uh, very shortly on today's show. Then our very special guest will be uh, Southern University's def- defensive line coach, Coach Demarcus Miller, joins us in hour number one. Then in hour number two, our usual, our usual guys, Coach Van Petaway and Willer Brown, will join us on today's show. Here's what's trending on the Carlos Brown show. The SWAC announces the football preseason selections are in. We'll talk a lot about that in hour number one. Also, Pepsi announces their largest SWAC partnership to date with the Southwestern Athletic Conference. The SWAC also announces their ESPN football schedule. We'll get a little bit into that. Also, What's trending here on the Colors Brown Show? Family selects Bridget Garden as their new women's basketball coach. That's what's trending here on the Colors Brown Show. We'll be joined uh, very shortly by Charles Etman here. Charles, good morning to you. Welcome. How you doing? Good morning, Carlos Brown and everybody. Well, of course. The SWAT football preseason predictions are in. Uh, first and foremost, Joe, talk about um, SWAT football media day 2023. Of course, I wasn't able to attend. Boy, Charles, I missed my first one in since 2009. So I, I was really missing everyone. But sometimes things come up. You can't get it done. But you were there. Talk a little bit about it. Well, first of all, you were missed. I will say that it's, you know, when, when you're there, you know, you bounce around, it's the conversation. It's always, you know, when we're, we're all used to the usual cast of characters that are there. Right, the right. usual cast of characters are not there. It's a different vibe for sure. So you, you were missed. I want to say that. Um, I think media day was media day. I mean, you, you get a chance to talk with all the coaches and, and players and, and you, you get a chance to see your colleagues that you only see just a handful of times a year. I did something different this year. I did the video piece with my producer, Cedric Tillman, was there. That was his first media day. And he says we will be back. And good conversation with Dr. Graville, Charles Bishop, John Grant, you know, had intense conversations. Kind of a mini lab right there in the restaurant in uh, Birmingham talking about guarantee games and the like. But, you know, there's no question about it. If you just want to step back and take a big picture, look at it. Mm-hmm. And my question, I've said it for the last six months, and we've talked about it. What will the vibe be this year considering you know what? And it, it was a little bit to me. It was a little bit of a different vibe. You didn't see that sizzle. You didn't feel that sizzle. Not to say that it wasn't a good media day. It was. 
Um, I think they had everybody spread out even more so. You had the podcast room with the Black College Sports Network and HBCU Game Day off on the other side. And, of course, we had Radio Row along with the Blue Bloods. I got a chance to meet that, the guy with the Blue Bloods. I'm, so that, I was, I'm glad I was able to meet him. But um, I, I thought overall, I thought Media Day was really good. And I think the one challenge that we have to, to deal with, and this is kind of behind the scenes, and I, I got the copy of the schedule, you know, coaches and players have obligations to do interviews in different kind of mm-hmm. uh, segments. So this year you had the podium. That was Jay Walker, Tiffany Green. You had ESPN Plus. You had the Swag Digital Network. You had Radio Row where I was. And then you had the virtual interviews. So you had players and coaches, you know, do the song and dance and dealing with all five of those units. And then you had lunch mixed in there. And then you picked up the interviews on the other side of lunch. Some some of us, and it's not a complaint, it's just – it's just a tough thing. You're trying to get all the coaches, all the players, and try to get it in as quickly as you can. And that's that's tough. And and I brought up a point. It's years ago, and I don't think it's going to happen. But, you know, in other conferences, media day is a couple-of-day event. We got 12 teams in the league now. I wonder, is that something that we could think about? I don't think it's going to happen. I think that will fall on deaf ears. A two-day event's probably – you don't need two days, but I think you can maybe start it a little earlier, stretch it out a little bit to where you can get everything in. But other than that, and I think that's just that's been a yearly issue every year. You know, I try to get all the coaches. I fell short this year. I didn't get Coach Dooley or Valley's coach. I didn't get a chance to get those two. Coach Dooley was headed our way, but then the schedule got thrown off and he had to deal with the swag, um, you know, all the other stuff, the other mm-hmm. interviews. So we got a little off track. But, you know, I mean, I think overall, and it's not a complaint, it's just something that you just want to, you always want to work to try to improve, and the conference does a good job in getting your feedback. But overall, I thought it was a good media day. I thought y'all got a lot done. And talking with the coaches, and it's just a lot of a lot of good stuff. You know, talking with Coach McKinney and talking about Andrew Body. Of course, Fred McNair wants to get things back to where they need to be. Um, you know, obviously, you talk with Hugh Jackson, looking nice and dapper. Um, I think you, you you get a lot of good stuff, a lot of good nuggets, a lot of good information, talking with the different ADs. So I thought media day was really good, really insightful. And now it's just a matter of getting it done on the field with all the new coaches, with all the different quarterbacks, with all the different storylines, with all the different pressures that some coaches are feeling. I think it's safe to say that uh, it's going to be a very intriguing football season. I, I, I would agree. Uh, Swag Football Media Day. Uh, only one tip to you, Charles. Um, again, I missed my first one for since 2009. Um, I, I try to get a nice nutritional breakfast because a lot of times you're you're working and you're moving. It's hard work. So um, lunch is something I don't say I, I, I'm going to get. Uh, I have to have because, you, again, you're busy, you're working, you're enjoying it. But but you're 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 working. Uh, a lot of people have, you know, emailed me, text me about predictions, your personal predictions, your sleepers. As you can see, while you were talking in the chat room, we've got a couple of questions about some sleepers as well. But I'm just going to say this: it, it's good for the engagement, your colleagues, um, it, the interest. It piques the interest of who's going to be. Number one, who's going to win the East? Who's going to win the West? And the good thing about that, 
you have that on as a record. So I like to compare and contrast. At the end of the season, let's see how close I was personally and the prognosticators. Also, we've talked about this at length. Uh, coaches and SIDs. The media, they don't have a vote in, in the process. So some people express their opinions on that to me. And, and we've done it on this show and numerous uh, shows. But at the end of the day, all of this is great. Good storylines. It makes the enthusiasm and the interest for this upcoming football season. But at the end of the day, it's going to be played on the football field. And some people already have talked to me about, wow, the Jackson State alums, they're, they're not happy because they're not picked number one in the East. It's going to be all right. It's going to be played on the field. I think Jackson State is still a very good football team and a dangerous football team. So they'll have a little pip on their shoulders. Alcorn State, they got picked second again. I saw a little footage of Coach McNair. Seems like he has a little chip on his shoulder. But that's just what makes everything so interesting. And again, it's going to be played on the field, and you could come back and compare and contrast. Good morning to everyone in the chat room. Adrian says some people love polls like JSU. You know, Adrian uh, always goes after uh, Jackson State. Let me let me do this, and then we'll continue on with the show. Uh, I want to announce a, a proud new sponsor of the Coles Brown Show here on the Black College Sports Network. Uh, the Blue and Gold Club uh, became a supporter of the Coles Brown Show. I'll announce the club activities on a weekly basis right here on the show. With that being said, the Blue and Gold Century Club will have its kickoff meeting on Wednesday, 7 p.m. in the Fieldhouse, the Tony Clayton Room. That's a focus day. <laughs> Refreshments will be served. Membership is open to any and everyone. They are proud, the Blue and Gold Club, they are proud supporters of Jaguar Athletics. The Blue and Gold Club will have first-class bus trips, all to all of Southern University's away games travel with the Blue and Gold Century Club. And they will be traveling to Montgomery, Alabama, first game on September the 2nd. And it will be a price tag, $165, which will include game tickets and refreshments. Now, check this out. Parents of Southern University football players will receive a special discount. So for more information, call Craig Pierre at 225-324-7234. That's Craig Pierre at 225-324-7234. The Blue and Gold Century Club, a proud sponsor of the Carlos Brown Show. And we really appreciate it. And they really do. Uh, when I first started getting involved with Southern University Athletics, that was a group. And then there are others. But that was a group that I first uh, had a relationship with. And so we, we welcome aboard as a proud sponsor of the Carlos Brown Show. Now, Charles, with that being said, I'm going to just quickly give my predictions that we sent into the Black College Sports Network. And then you'll give yours quickly. Then we'll uh, get into maybe a quick timeout and then we'll come back and We'll put the graphic up for the official preseason football predictions. So I'm going to start in the East. 
And let's see, I, I've got all my security in place here because, <laughs> because sometimes the Jackson State people, two, two you got it the house? <laughs> Inside and outside. <laughs> and, and two, I think about one person, actually two, one is um, pretty mild-mannered and the other one is not mild-mannered, but we won't mention <laughs> their name, but you probably know who it is. In the East, I'll start with six, five, four, three, two, one. I had Bethune Cookman coming in at six, the sixth place in the East. New coach, uh, new atmosphere. It's just in my humble opinion, it's going to take them a few years to get everything uh, going. Mississippi Valley State, I had them at number five, and I talk, I, I tussle between. Bethune Cookman and Mississippi Valley State, but Mississippi, Mississippi Valley State, new coach, Coach Wade. Uh, social media, I see the offensive coordinator out and about everywhere. Also, I looked at some of the uh, social media, some of the uh, uh, transfer portal student athletes that have came in. And, you know, every year we see how hard that Valley's going to play. I don't see it any different this year. And they have gotten better talent wise. That's my humble opinion. And also, a full allotment of scholarships I'm, I'm hearing for them. So give them time, but I got them fifth. Alabama A&M coming in at number four in the Coles Browns prediction. Uh, Coach Maynard, a flamboyant guy, offensive guy. Last year they turned over their team, and now year two of a lot of those players coming back. Uh, they could be improved overall, but the record may not show it. Then number three, Alabama State. You know, Coach Eddie Robinson had his team prepared. They were tough defensively. They got it done. They have, or they will have, or they have um, the offensive side of the ball like others in this conference, and then you know, trying to get better on the offensive side. Um, but I got the number three, number two, who very well. They've won the Eastern Division the last few years and overall SWAC championship, and they very well could do it again this year. I got Jackson State coming in at number two. Coach Taylor, new coach, breaking in a new quarterback, defensive line stacked, outstanding talent. And then uh, FAMU, of course, coming in uh, number one on the Eastern side. Let me quickly go on the west side. At six, I got UAPB, new coach. Very enthusiastic. He's going to build that program. Uh, a lot of experience. Watch out for them. Now, I kind of tussled again with five, four, three. I got Texas Southern at fifth. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, franchise. What are you talking about? They got Andrew Body. They improved defensively. They defeated Southern two years in a row. I know that makes your day, right, TSU alums? <laughs> I understand. Defensively, improved. Got a new defensive coordinator. It's going to be very aggressive. But I'm going to pretend that I'm from Missouri, the state of Missouri. You have to show me. Texas Southern, defensively. Can you improve, really improve? But I got Texas Southern fifth. And again, I tussle. I almost put Grandma State at fifth, but I got them at four, but they very well could slide down. 
Um, yeah, Charles, you're looking intense there. Uh, Grammar <laughs> State University, Coach Hugh Jackson, uh, year two, they have improved. They are talking a lot on social media that they feel that they're going to really challenge for the title. I played on the field, but we're just talking predictions here and opinions. But I got Grammar State at number four. Purview and them, number three. Nobody really ever talks about Prairie View and them, but they were very close, as was Texas Southern, to winning the Western Division. Uh, Prairie View and them has a returning quarterback coming back. They just want to improve from a quarterback standpoint. Defensively, they were very solid. So I have Prairie View and them, number three. Number two, I got the Alcorn State Braves, and I get it. They got a lot of love. Some Southern alums said they would have picked Alcorn State. And Southern goes to the reservation this year. That can really, that's going to be a tough road game. Alcorn's breaking in a new quarterback. Defense silent. O-line, I, I don't know. Question marks there from the outside looking in. But what I am sold on is Coach Fred McNair. Charles, I've talked to some Alcorn Knights, just a few, a sample size. And they seem like they have grown tired of Coach McNair. Really? Really? I don't agree with that. But anyway, and then coming in at number one, expectations are always high. I will go on a hunger strike. And let me say this. One of my colleagues had Southern third. If that happens, it, oh, oh, yeah. One of our colleagues at the Black College Sports Network had him third. And he's a respected guy, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill. If that happens, I'm I'm going in hiding. I'm going to Tibet. I'm going to become a monk, and I'm going on a hunger strike. I'd be a facetious there. But that's how I see it um, for predictions. 11.20 Central Standard Time. Once again, good morning to everyone in the chat room. Charles, I ho hopefully I didn't take up too much time. Oh, no, no. That, that was just my prediction. Oh no, your 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 predictions are were, were right there. We're we're about the same. Let me start with let me start with the uh with the east. All right, so I'm I'm kind of with you on the bottom. Let's let's start at the bottom. Valley mm -hmm. Bethune Cookman. Um, I'm gonna say that Valley will I have them picked to finish six. I was kind of tussling with that, but I think Valley's got a lot more to build on. I think Bethune Cookman, despite um, despite what happened with them last year, I think they've got a little bit more to build on than Valley. So I'm going to have Valley. I have Valley picked to finish sixth. Bethune Cookman picked to finish uh -huh. fifth. So I have Alabama A&M picked to finish fourth. I think they, even though they've done some solid recruiting, you know, got a lot on the defensive side of the ball. You still, I think, a lot of people are still spoiled with a quill glass and that high-powered offense. I think that's no more. I think there's some work to do on the offensive side of the ball. I don't think they're quite there yet. There may be another year or two away. I was very impressed with Alabama State. I mean, they had two impressive wins in Miak Swack, and they were down 13 nothing at Texas Southern, and they came back and won that game. And I was talking with Dr. Cable, their AD, about it at media day. That's a team on the ascend. First-year head coach Eddie Robinson, Jr. Are they amongst the elite? No, but I think they're right there on the right there in the cut on the SN. So I have Bama State pick finished third. 
Now, who's number two, FAMU or Jackson State? T.C. Taylor and I just read a post a little while ago how there's no coach in the conference in Roughing the Swag group somewhere, one of those groups, to say there's no coach that's under more pressure than than T.C. Taylor. Why would you say that? Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily agree with that one. I don't agree with it either. I mean, yes, he took over for Coach Sanders. Coach Sanders announced him as the head football coach. But to my, the last count that I saw, over 50 transferred. You walk, you know, you take over a program in that situation. And yet, you build it as best as you could. Shiloh's gone. Shadur's gone. A lot of those skilled players are gone. It's going to take a little time. So I, I, I don't think there's there should be pressure, but you know who knows? I don't think there is, but that that's just me. So with all that being lost, I have Jackson State still picked to finish second. FAMU talk with Coach Simmons. You know he loves flaming hot sunflower seeds. For those who don't know, I gave him two bags at media day. I mean, for all the talk of for all the talk of what they've gone through um, with Moose at quarterback, um, I think that they will supersede Jackson State and win the East. Now, you talk about pressure. There's pressure. New AD and AD Sykes. You see the changes she's already making. You know, the Orange Blossom Classic is no more. And by the way, for those who might not know, Alcorn has a contract in hand with the Orange Blossom to play in it in 2024. We haven't made a decision as of yet. I talked with our AD about it at media day. They look crunching the numbers. So it's a possibility mm-hmm. that all four might be in the game next year, but but not definite. But with, Jack- uh, have, with Jackson State, correct. Huh? With correct uh with Jackson State. And I I yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, because fam you yeah, fam you yeah. is not participating, so yeah. Um, I think it is Jackson State. No, what wow, okay. Yeah. We'll see about that because, of course, you know, our game with Jackson is would be our home game in 2024. So we'll see about that. But we have a contract mm. to play in the Orange Blossom in 2024. Got to crunch the numbers and see how that works. So that, that's my prediction for, for the East. FAMU, Jackson State, Bama State, Alabama A&M, Bethune, and Valley. Now in the West of starting at number six, you know, I talked with Coach Hampton at Media Day. I love his mm-hmm. enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. I love his passion. You know, he, he was there as a grad student. He kind of reminded me of a coach that we had, and Ernest Jones. Remember Ernest Jones, Carlos? Uh, Ernest yeah, Jones, who was an assistant under Brian Kelly at Cincinnati. The fire, the brimstone, the passion. Not quite, you know, way out there like Ernest Jones was, but 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 you love his passion. I retweeted a video on social media yesterday after his first practice. He was not happy. He was not happy. He said, hey, guys, we're picked to finish last. And you know what? I love it. But we're going to we're going to improve every day. And if you're not going to be a part of this thing and, and players are on a knee on the field, if you're not a part of this thing, you can go now. But we are going to get better every day. You can either be a part of it or not. So I like it. I like his motor. I like his enthusiasm. They got big home games. You know, you got Jackson all corn on their homecoming. They've got a great home schedule so they can they can, you know, cause a little stir. But. I don't think it's quite there yet. So I have them pick to finish sixth. Um, pick to finish fifth is Grambling, my alma mater. Hugh Jackson looked good at media day. Calvez is probably going to be their quarterback, signing NIL. Cedric Thornton, defensive guy, defensive on the defensive side of the ball. What I saw from Grambling last year, too many mistakes, too many turnovers. The Bayou Classic proved it. The State Fair Classic proved it. They've got to continue to get better on offense. So I, I have Grambling finishing fourth. Then I was grappling between Texas Southern and Prairie View for the number three. 
Texas Southern, and I don't know if you knew this, Carlos, last, or there was a weekend last year in which four teams had a crack at the West. In one mm -hmm. weekend, Southern Prairie View, Alcorn, Texas Southern, all right, on one weekend. Texas Southern was in the mix because of the wins they had in the West. Prairie View, you talked about them. The last two years, Prairie View has stumbled down the stretch. They've lost the Valley two years in a row. Last year, they lost to Alcorn on a Friday night. They lost the SWAC championship game. They have faded down the stretch the last two years, and Coach McDowell talked about that. They got to uh -huh. get better down the stretch. They start fast, but they can't finish. And I think this year is going to be the same case. I am really a buyer of Texas Southern. Andrew Body, I have Texas Southern finishing number two, by the way. Texas Southern is a team that had a taste of a little division fever. They, they won some big games last year in the division. Andrew Body is ascending. Talked with Coach McKinney at Media Day, and he talked about Andrew Body. He says Andrew Body has to go from being the man to being a man. And what that means mm -hmm. is that he felt like the first two years he was the man, putting them on their shoulders. And we saw the turnovers and mistakes he made the first couple of years. Very much improved. And I think he will take that team to the next level. Then you got Everett Todd, the defensive coordinator from Grambling at Texas Southern. That defense will be much improved. We go to Texas Southern this year. I, I'm a believer in Texas Southern. Third-year quarterbacks, John Gibbs, Aquil Glass, you know, four-year starters, three-year starters. You don't see it in the league that often. And I think, you know, clearly Andrew Body is on the ascent. So I'm a believer in Texas Southern. I think they will finish second. And, of course, you know, for, for the, there is pressure. And Coach McNair talked about it. We talked about it. We talk about it often. There is pressure at all point. There's pressure. Two bad years, two, two subpar years in a row. You've got interim administration. Those dynamics, you cannot overlook that. Um, not saying something's going to happen, but it's just the brutal reality that we are living in in athletics and winning and losing and championship programs. It's just the reality that we're in. Not saying something's going to happen, but Coach McNair knows he's got to get it. He's got to be much improved this year. But I'm a believer in Fred McNair. In McNair, we trust. You know, you, you've got Tyler making at quarterback. We talked with Jarvion Howard at media day. He was ready to get back on campus, you know, on Tuesday. He wanted to get back in the lab. Yes, he was gracious to the media. He was gracious to everybody. But he was ready to get back on campus and get back to work. And I so, you know, he had 250 carries last year, way too many. You know, we got Nico Duffy and Leatherwood in the backfield. Got to get good quarterback play from making. Aaron Allen is back. The defense was really good at the end of the year. Cedric Thomas, I'm a believer in him. His second go around is D.C. at Alcorn. I think the Braves will get over the hump. Got big games at home. Grambling on homecoming. Southern comes to town. The first few weeks going to be tough. USM, Stephen F., McNeese. But I do think that we will figure it out. I do think we'll find a way to win those big home games. I think we'll get on track. And I look for the Braves to win the Western Division. Okay, well, I understand. Uh, maybe I missed it. Where 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 was Southern in your predictions? I oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, wait a minute. Cut his camera off. I, 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 skipped it. I skipped it. I did. Southern number two. I yeah. have Southern number two. Um, I think Coach Dooley. <laughs> Offensively, we, we we know what he can do. I apologize to the Jaguar Nation. Yes, I have Southern finishing number two. Um, the question again, the quarterback position, um, how will that look? We all it seems to be Harold Bloods, the leader in the clubhouse right now in that position. 
And I, I think defensively, I think Southern will get after it. Like, you know, towards the end of the year, the Bayou Classic, they were really good um, getting better on that side of the ball. Who If Blood's the quarterback, I'd arrive with him. You open up with Bama State. You got Jackson, you know, right after that. I mean, so I, I do have Southern pick to finish second. I think they are, in my opinion, the second best team in the league with all the pieces coming back. So, yes, I have Southern pick second. The Braves pick to finish third or first with Texas Southern, Prairie View, Grambling, and UAPB. I, I apologize to the Jaguar Nation out there. No, no, no. That, that 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 that's fine because once again, all of this is you know. Most of the time, you feel good about these predictions. Some people are disappointed, but at the end of the day, what did we say earlier? It's going to be one on the football field and now we see the official swag preseason poll up of course you can see it fam you picked to come out of the east uh, we had a question how did mississippi valley state get two first place votes you know what it's like a rubik's cube you remember that rubik's cube all i know coaches and sids yeah I, I, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about what it is, what it is. It's 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 just – well, I got to be careful. I don't want to say the wrong thing, but my goodness, that is just not smart. That's just not smart yeah. at all. Well, I, I will say this. I did talk to the commissioner about that at media day. And, and by the way, we've said this before, for those who might not know who votes – the vote, the voters are the head coaches, and it doesn't matter what sport, the head coaches and the sports information directors at the schools. Mm-hmm. Can that change? Yes. But it has to start with the head coaches. They have to collectively get together and vote to add media members, whether it's the Baton Rouge Advocate or the Clarence Ledger or radio guys. They have to vote to do that. And then once it's voted on, it's going to go to the commissioner fairly quickly. And the commissioner will approve it. It won't go to the president's. It's not that high level of in, in the atmosphere to where it goes that high up. If the coaches vote yes to add more people to vote, then it will happen. But the coaches have to make that decision. They have to get together and they have to collectively decide this is what they want to do. And from what I've been told, there's no oxygen in the room to do that at this time. You've got new football coaches. Maybe that'll change. That has to be done. We have to kind of politic and lobby our own coach, Fred McNair, Eric Dooley, whatever the case with T.C. Taylor. We have to talk with those coaches individually and kind of start a petition to make that happen to get to a vote. But as of right now, I don't see it happening really for any sport at all. You see my frustration, folks. I'm not going to hold my breath. You know, I'm I'm tired of politicking, you know, and people are supposed to be objective, but they're not. Like somebody in the chat room say, let me guess, Avis, God bless you, my brother from the state of Mississippi. Let me guess, Carlos picked Southern number one. Yes, I did. I I don't have to explain it at all. That's just the way I feel about it. Franklin says Mississippi schools are going to be hard to beat this year. So if you're in Louisiana, you're in Mississippi, you're in Alabama, you will tend to favor your respect respective schools. I don't have a problem with that. Because again, Charles, what will happen? All of this doesn't mean anything per se, but it will be what played on 
the field. It's great conversation. It's, it really yeah. is good conversation. And it's great back and forth in the passion. You can tell the passion by our fans in the chat room and on social media when these polls come out in all sports, basketball, it, it doesn't matter. We all we all love to talk about it. We have our favorite schools, and we're ticked off when our schools are picked to finish last. We love it when our schools pick to finish first. But as you said, and it's and it's obvious, you know, us talking about it's not going to make it happen. You know, it's got to get done on the field. Coaches got to make it happen. So it's just great fodder, great great information to talk about, and we can dissect it all day long. And you know, we can add stuff to it, and, and it's fine. I, I I love it. I love the banter, and it shows you that fans are passionate, they're interested, and they're in it. And that, that's what it's all about to me. On that note, 11.34 Central Standard Time, our guest, first guest is been patiently waiting. He is the defensive line coach at Southern University. He's a former football player for Southern University, and he just happens to be my favorite in modern times defensive tackle because we can see eye to eye, but this guy – is a native of Houston, Texas. He just exemplified everything that I think you should have passion, technique when he played. And a quick little story. Doug Williams, Doug Williams told me he, when he was head coach at grandma, could not block him, could not block this guy. <laughs> and he also said if he was 6'1", 6'2", he was every bit as good as Booger McFarland, Demarcus Miller. Now, Coach Miller joins us after this timeout. So let me quit talking, get to the break, and then we'll visit with uh, Coach Demarcus Boo Boo Miller. You're watching the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Itchy, squirmy, scratchy, family not getting clean? Get Charmin Ultra Strong. Go get him! It just cleans better. With a diamond weave texture, your family can use less while still getting clean. Goodbye, itchy squirm. Hello, clean bottom. <laughs> <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? At Hampton Law, our primary goal is to provide non-traditional yet effective solutions and redefine the approach to client legal concerns. As your trusted legal advisor, we believe in sophisticated, personalized services that eliminate the confusion and complexity sometimes associated with legal matters. Our high standard for client care and concern, coupled with our extensive legal knowledge and skills, make Hampton Law a resource focused on the protection of the client's interest and overall goals. We value our clients and truly enjoy working with them. Visit thamptonlaw.com to conveniently schedule an appointment online. Tamika Hampton, Esquire, 1631 Rock Springs Road, Suite 336, Apopka, Florida, 
494-1471. THamptonLaw.com. Nope. Nope. Come on, him? Ooh, I like him. Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High-quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. Stride K-12 Powered Schools are ready to put over 20 years of being a leader in online education to work for you. Dive into curriculum design for the online classroom. Team up with state-certified teachers trained in virtual instruction. Take control of your child's education journey. Discover the power of personalized learning with a leader experienced in preparing kids for a future they can be excited about. Take charge. Stride K-12. Enroll now for the fall. This week's edition of the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Charles, we were quickly talking about the passion and the fans and uh, doing the break. Uh, check it out in the chat room. It, it just seems like all in water. Jackson State and Southern fans, they go at it, and it's tough. So, Jeremiah asked, uh, who was the next quarterback that I'm going to interview at Southern University All-37? Jeremiah's being a smarty pants there. <laughs> Put it this way. The quarterback room is important, like all positions, that room to develop and have the numbers. Because, you know, energy is going to happen. Players don't get it done, maybe. Have a little downtime. It's, it's better to have the potential to have your room important with that being said we still appreciate everybody jackson state all corn fam you fans everybody in the chat room keep it up uh gonna introduce uh our first guest special guest coach uh demarcus miller he's a defensive line coach at southern university played at southern university now going into year two at southern university defensive line coach, and, and, and boy I thought I lost uh, uh, some weight, a little bit of weight, but Coach uh, Miller looked out 
Morning, Coach Miller. Good morning to you. Good morning, Carlos. Charles, how you guys doing? Good morning. Oh, I, I, I just love Coach Miller. My favorite player. My God, Carlos. Yes, sir. Defensive uh, line coach now. And um, we're going to uh, have a conversation here. And uh, it's going to be important because I'm going to start off asking you, of course, played at Southern University, a player and now a coach on the collegiate level going to year two. Talk, talk about that. How, how has that been for you? It's always great. Homecoming's always great. And, and, and this is a homecoming where you can stay for a while, at least as long as you're winning. You know how that works around here. Right, but, right. <laughs> but the fact, you know, actually, this is my second go-round. You know, I started mm -hmm. my college coaching as a GA here back in 2000, once I finished okay. playing. Stayed a couple years uh, up until 2003. We won that national championship and, you know, moved on, went to the high school route. You know, life caught up with me, got married, had kids, and I was comfortable down there at the high school level. And then got the phone call to come back home, and I couldn't pass that itch up. And, you know, I'm here to make it happen and, here, you know, here to be a part of that change and bring that, that tradition back that we had. And I'm excited for the opportunity. It, it, it seems like, and you tell me if I'm wrong, and by the way, how could I forget you being a, a grad? Uh, 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 assistant, you know, during that time. Um, but the growth, you know, I, I know it's one thing to play at, at what, 18, 19, or 23, and then making the transition to, to, to coaching. How does that uh, appeal to you as far as the growth in you personally from playing days to now coaching? Well, it, it, it forces you to see the game completely different. Now, mm -hmm. I was fortunate as a player. I would have just considered one of those students of the game. So I always knew along, eventually when this was over, I was going to get into coaching because I, I had a different mm -hmm. mindset. You know, I wanted to know what the coaches knew at that time. You know, I was trying to figure out defensive coordinators, not necessarily the offensive line that I was blocking. What is he trying to do? How is he trying to block me? So it was an easy transition for me into the coaching game. So that's the type of mindset I try to still in my current players. You know, yeah, understand your role, understand what you're supposed to do, but think bigger than that. Understand, study that coordinator, see how he tries to call plays, what's his tendencies. And if you start picking up on his tendencies, that would take care of the line, that'll take care of itself. Be a student of the game. Those are the ones that succeed. Those are the ones that play faster. Those are the ones that dominate. And that's all I preach. You know, my goal, my mission here at Southern University is to develop disciplined, dominant, disruptive defensive linemen. And the only way you can do that is to be a student of the game. We're visiting with uh, Coach Demarcus Miller. As you see on the screen, boo-boo. Um, everybody, that's an affectionate uh, nickname in between the first and, and the last. So year two, I mean, excuse me, year one at Southern University has passed as a defensive line coach. Um, talk about that, that year and then transition to now. Fall camp is about to start looking at the defensive line room from year one to year two. What jumps out at you? Well, we had we had a solid group. I mean, you're talking about Jason Dumas. He was, you know, all swag player uh, in his time. You had uh, we had uh, big big ninety four. Uh, he he was a uh, actually a, a, a southern. He was there before we got there, and so these were guys. Cameron Peterson. I said ninety four. 
You know, he yeah. represent, he represent a, a, a well established number in Southern University history. So I that's, that's, that's your number. <laughs> <laughs> he represented it well, but you know, Cameron Peterson and, and you know these guys that they set the tone and, and they, they started the foundation that was needed. But uh as our motto moving forward was we were good last year, you know, we did some good things, however, we weren't good enough. Obviously, we didn't win the championship. So our mission this year is to go from good to great. And so I think, you know, you had uh, Kelby Givens. Uh, he had some experience. So he played as a true freshman. So he's going to come back with some experience. We've went out and we've, we've gotten some guys. We got Taj Brown. That was an all-swack player for us last year coming back. And then we added some pieces uh, uh, that go along with those guys. So our mission is to go from good to great. And that's all we're speaking about. And in order for us to go be good to great, we're going to have to be a disciplined, sound, fundamental, sound football team that has a mindset of dominance every day. Charles? Well, you, you I want to pay you back off your uh, nickname. I mean, you know, I, I know of you, but I, I've heard your, your, your nickname. How did you get the nickname? Well, it started back with, if you think like it, actually he's here <laughs> with us on the coaching staff as well. My college roommate was Damon Nivens. Uh, David oh. was an All-American NFL offensive lineman that played here at Southern. And you got to realize, Damon stands about 6'6", 350 pounds. <laughs> and I stand a whole five foot nine. And so everywhere you saw Damon, you saw myself. And so it was a running joke. Well, that go Yogi and Boo Boo. Oh. <laughs> I can't get rid of Yogi and Boo Boo. The Yogi went away from Damon, and I've been Boo Boo since 1996. So, okay. You know, it, 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 it works well. I, I, I love it. Well, talk about your defense. Uh, I mean, we all know offensively, you know, working in another quarterback perhaps and just trying to get things going. But your defense last year, the all-corn game, of course, I was there. I saw the Bayou Classic. Uh, you know, you created turnovers and havoc kind of pull away there. What, what's what's when you look at when you look at the D line? What's the biggest improvement that that you like to see from being good to being great? What's what's the key there? I think the biggest improvement is strength and speed. We mm. got we we picked up some guys that come off the rock, and and anybody understands up in those trenches. If you can get off, come off that rock, and you can get engaged and disengaged quickly you're going to be disruptive and like i say that's the model we want to be disruptive and dominant and what, what i mean by that is when you're dominant that means we're creating the line of scrimmage we're playing in the backfield when we're disruptive that means we're getting off those blocks we're in that quarterback face and we're causing all kind of pressure and so we have guys from the first team to the second team that can do that on a consistent basis and that's the key you know i heard you talk earlier about the quarterback room that been no the most important room is that defensive line room because, hey, I tell you, the offense have a million plays in their playbook. And I tell my guys, penetration destroys every last one of those plays. So I don't care what called. If we're in their face and we're in their backfield, they call whatever they want to call. So that's our mindset. And, and, and we have a group that's, that's working hard. And, you know, my challenge to them is create value for yourself every day. How are you creating value on and off the field? And – if your goal is to be next level, you have to have a next level mindset. I mean, everything that you're doing leading up to that game is on the next level. So don't tell me that you want next level if I don't see your actions showing me next level uh, work. <laughs> you know, we're we're visiting with Coach Marcus Boo Boo Miller, and we got a great uh, definition of how you got that 
middle name, that nickname. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. And I know you 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 don't want to just single out players because it's a team, right? But um, okay, I'll, I'll put it this way: we've been interviewing uh, some uh, uh, student athletes from the defensive line. Um, Rasheed Lyles, quiet, but man. My sources have told me that's that dirty word, Coach Miller. The sources have said he has had a tremendous – and when he came on the show, he, he said, I'm not a raw, raw type of guy. I'll just try to lead by example in a quiet uh, storm. So to pick it back on what you said, you've added some pieces. We've interviewed on this show uh, Zachary Christian, Christian Zachary, uh, Kelby Givens, just some of those, those players. So uh, – Again, talk about those added pieces. They had to buy in to the philosophy that you guys had established in year one. Talk about their uh, those players, you know, buying in. Well, you know, like I said, we brought in I think maybe four or five guys, and uh, I didn't know I'm missing I, some. I, I must say, out of the guys we brought in, Rasheed Lyles has definitely been that standout. Uh, mm-hmm. His get off reminds me of. Uh, another Southern University lineman that cut, that came off that rock, explosive, low center of gravity, violent. That's what you see when you see Rasheed get off that rock. And like you say, he is a quiet assassin. That's what I called him. And 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 he loves football. That's what I love mm-hmm. about Rasheed. You know, during the recruiting process, he didn't really want to talk about. He didn't want to see this. He didn't want to see that. Coach, show me some game film. Mm-hmm. Show me how I'm going to be using this scheme. And, and so we spent more time in my office watching film than we did touring the campus. And so I love that about him. And he brought that. And every time I called him to check on him, he, Coach, I'm just going coming back from the workout. Or, Coach, I'm on my way to go work out. I'm like, man, how many times a day do you work out? Like, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Coach, I got to get it. And so, you know, you hear guys say that, and then, you know, because that's the right thing to say. But then right. but when you see that work ethic and you see that stuff live, you, you can't do nothing but respect the guy. So my only challenge to him is to open up his mouth some. Talk, you know, mm. you know, because he's that leader by example. I need him to be that verbal leader because those guys are going to respect him and listen to him because of the things that he's doing. But far as, as athletic-wise, he was a great pickup for us. I think he's going to do some special things for us. And, you know, and that's interesting, Charles, because when I'm kind of looking back at uh, some of the defensive statistics, um, Southern in, in a lot of categories defensive were, were three top three and, and and better. And so to hear Coach Mel talk about, yeah, we did good, but we need to transcend to that next level. I, I think that's outstanding. And when those guys up front are being disruptive, it helps the linebackers and the back end of, of the defense. Charles, Absolutely. I Looked like you you had another question there. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, you, you were just talking about the work ethic. And I don't know, and I've noticed this with our guy, Jarvion Howard, at Media Day. He was very gracious at Media Day, but he said he was ready to get back on campus and get back in the lab. I've heard that about a number of other players and other, we just following them on social media, how they're really committed to the craft, living in the locker room, living on the field, and you know, trying to stay in shape in the training room. Are you seeing all the years you've been around this conference and this game? Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm wrong. But is it safe to say that you're seeing more players more dedicated to the craft and instead of just 
and you talked about how, you know, your guy was recruited, didn't want to see the campus, just wanted to see how it was being utilized. Is it me or are you seeing more and more player football players with that kind of mindset just want to get on the field, just want to make an impact at whatever team they're visiting? Absolutely. They realize the game, the game is going to another level and they understand guys, you know, there's limited space if you're talking to the next level. And so you have to do the things that separate yourself from everyone else. And so they realize just the regular time that they spend with us or as a strength coach is not enough. And so those guys are, as you see, going back in that lab, getting that extra workout. I'm always preaching, what's your extra? Coach Wallace, you know, he, he tells me, what's your cash out? Those guys are always <laughs> some extra workouts, extra lift, extra, extra push-ups after practice because that's what's required. The bare minimum is not going to get you to the next level. You got to realize uh-huh. everybody's trying to get there. And if you're doing what everybody else is doing, how do you stand out? You know, and I think especially one of our guys that 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 I'm so proud of is Kelby Gibbons. Yeah, a guy that came in as a true freshman last year. And if you look at this young man's workout, it's impeccable. I mean, you look at his body. You know when a guy's working when their body is completely changed. He has what I call a little grown man body right now. You know, mm-hmm. he has improved from year one to year two, and, and the only way that your body can change like that is work ethic. He's out there running with linebackers. He's beating the linebackers in the drill as a defensive lineman. And so when you see guys, especially young guys like that, put in that work, if you're around and if you're a young, a, a older guy or a younger guy coming up under him, if you're not stepping your game up, if you're not trying to work out on that level, you might as well quit because you're never going to catch up with him because Kelvin Gibbons is never going to slow down. And to your point, Coach Miller, we had him on last week, and he talked about his – um you know, growing relationship with uh, Rasheed Lyles and, um, you know, that camaraderie and with with other uh, players on the team. So speaking of that, uh, Coach Miller, we kind of talked about the the team and, you know, bonding and working together. But now on on the staff perspective, you know, defensive line coach going against the O-line coach, linebacker coach, Talk about your guys' relationships and how competitive that is, at least on the field. Then, then I'll follow up with um, off the field, bonding and stuff. Because I saw on social media, um, I don't know who house it was, but it, I, I think if you ask me, I would say it was Coach Dooley's house. But uh, bonding, swimming, having a great time. And uh, I'm trying to find out who was playing um, ping pong with uh, – <laughs> Harold Blood. I, 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 I couldn't tell who it was. But anyway, talk about that bonding <laughs> between the staff and the competition on the field and then bonding uh, outside okay. of the, the athletic field. When you talk about a staff, you, you're talking about an amazing staff. So let's, let's talk about the competitive nature. I've never been about, around a, a group of more competitive guys. Because you're talking about a staff of champions, guys that played at the high level. So you, you're talking about a different mindset. So, for instance, uh, my the offensive line versus the defensive line. I realized the offensive line coach was my college roommate. Right. I went up against practice every day. So you're talking over almost a 30-year relationship, and we had those wars back then, and it doesn't stop. Here, <laughs> you know, he's a talking, he's a talking, high-energy talking guy, and you know I I am, and we get our mm-hmm. guys fired up and. Pete, 
and, and the guys see the fact that, hey, these coaches are going at it. They're competing like they're about to line down and play. <laughs> got to step my game up. You know, my coach is telling if my coach is telling old line coach to line down with them bad knees, come on now. I got to pick it up. <laughs> I mean, but, but think about it. You have myself who played here at a high level. You had Sean Wallace, the defensive uh, back coach who played here at a real high level. Oh, you talk, yeah. Added uh, uh, Coach Scott, Chris Scott, as the DN's coach, who is one of the mm-hmm. greatest ones that ever played here. You know, we can go ahead and godfather Coach Graves in and Coach Miller because they've been here so long. So you're mm-hmm. talking Southern legends that has played at high levels, and you can't help what they say. Your, your, your players should be a reflection of their coach. Mm-hmm. And so if that's the reality, you, you see why you saw a version of the dog day D last year. And we were mm-hmm. good, but we weren't great. And I, we weren't good enough. And that wasn't, that wasn't good to our standards. And so we bring that competitive name. I mean, think about our head coach. He's the most trash-talking head coach I've ever been around in my life. He still, <laughs> still thinks he can play, you know. He, he go, he go run, he he looks in great shape, though. <laughs> hey, great. Hey, he's the only guy I know who runs a 40-yard dash every every year on his birthday. And wow. So, so he, he say he ran, now, he say he ran a full six this year, you know, on his birthday, <laughs> like a couple weeks ago. I wouldn't say, you know, but – the guy is full of energy. He's competitive, and, and that energy, you know, fades down to the rest of the staff. It fades down to the rest of the team. And when you got guys that's willing to compete at a high level on at a daily basis, you can't help but move from good to great. Yeah. Now yeah. talking about the, uh, the, the 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 gathering, you know, at, at Coach Dooley's house, you know, he, he think about it. You got a hundred plus guys at a swimming pool. Also, you know, they was catered by Boo-Boo's Barbecue. I just want to throw that in there. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It, it was like, <laughs> But, you know, it, it, it was it's beautiful, man, to see the guys getting along. You know, they worked their butt all summer uh, together on that field, out there on that track. It, you know, this was a great way to reward those guys and, and let them come together and have a great time. And it, it was a beautiful atmosphere out there, I tell you. That's what you got to have. You got to have a family. You got to have – you got to have that family bond. So now, when you go through those hard times during the season, you can you can fall back on that 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 that, that work you put in in the off season, and that's what pushed you guys through. And that's how we did it when we were dominant here. When we played, we were one big family. You know, our motto on the defensive line: we're four heads, eight legs, one heartbeat. We're all together. If we're all on the same page, they can't beat us. Well, that's good stuff. That good good information then uh to, to, to put out so now coach you're very close i guess what next week fall camp end of uh, uh next week what would be some of the team goals that you would like to see coming out of uh fall camp and then could you maybe maybe not give us a name but talk about an individual who will maybe surprise some people and what will be uh, his characteristics that will, will will surprise the Jaguar Nation when they when they see them. I guess every team goal, first of all, is to come out healthy. You know, make sure you come out of camp, no major injuries, and so we're good to go. I, my goal is this: Hey, we, we have a scheme that's I won't say it's simple, but it, it, it it's it's enough where we learn it, we play at a high level, we play fast, and we can get done. So we're not worried about the academic part of what we're trying to do. It's about coming together. 
you know, team discipline, you know, the little things. That's that's what's gonna what's gonna set us apart. You know, the little things, playing together and being having a dominant mindset. That's my goal. I want everyone on that deep of the line to have a dominant mindset. If we have that dominant mindset and then our actions follow that mindset on a day-to-day basis, you know, we're one day at a time, one game at a time. But every day with that same dominant mindset, find something in your game that you can get better at, never satisfied, always hungry. If we come out with that mindset in camp, we're going to be all right. Coach Miller, breaking news here. It's a fun thing. Uh, First of all, um, I was asked to ask you, can you talk about Andy Boykins, Arkansas transfer. I had him on the show when he first came in. Um, just a, just an update on Andy Boykins here at, at Southern University. Defensive line. Well, Andy's been here working all summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's you know handling his academic part, and he's now he's taking care of his his ac- uh, athletic part well. And he's getting bigger. Uh, and he's finally getting in shape. You know, mm-hmm. and he's a big fella. You're talking about six, four, three with a question mark on it at the very end of it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's maturing. You know, I thought he was a big mm-hmm. baby. He was a big baby, big old freshman. But he's starting to mature. He's starting to understand the ne- what's necessary uh, to be effective on this level. And uh, so mm-hmm. I'm proud of him. But he has a lot of work to go. He's not where I need him to be. He's not as dominant that I want him to be. And so he's going to have to put in the action and do the work to get there. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a hard one to please. Uh, but I, I like where he's going, but he's got a long ways to go to be where I want to pat him on the back. A, a work in progress. And in the chat room, boy, you know, I, I, I love him in a certain way. Uh, someone says, ask about Cotton. Thanks, uh, VW. Um, Cotton, update on him. Cotton has been doing well. Uh, we expect Cotton to be in camp. Uh, I expect Cotton to contribute well for us. Uh, I like his mindset, his experience. Uh, I think he's going to be a good one for us. Um, Jackson State and Southern fans going at it. When you played, it was the same thing. 40 <laughs> plus forty plus years. A, a quick moment playing at Veterans Memorial set it up for us. And, and you know what? Those guys always did trash talk and try to intimidate. I can tell you a story about why they tried to intimidate Coach uh, Richardson, but Coach Richardson wasn't having it. But it's a, it's a, it's a great it's a great rivalry, and it's very intense. It's different than Grambling State. Southern Jackson just honestly, health, in a healthy way, they dislike each other. But anyway, a, a, a moment. Right. I, I tell you, that has to be one of my greatest experience as a, as a, as a player. I remember it had to be 1997, uh, walking out on that field pregame. Mm-hmm. And I, I promise you it had to be at least 50,000 in there pregame, screaming and hollering. You know, we're going through our warm-ups, and Coach Smith was the offensive line coach at the time, and, and I remember him blowing the whistle as loud as he could, and we couldn't even hear the whistle to change the exercise drills during warm-up. And – and I'm like, man, this is college football. Uh, the fans were going crazy. You know, we were going crazy. And, 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 you know, I know a lot of people may not like to hear that. 
to me, those games sometimes are, are bigger than the Bayou Classic. I know the Bayou Classic gets the notoriety and all that, but if you're just talking about fan versus fan, you know, school versus school, just, just, whoo, you know, that, that kind of atmosphere, definitely get those kind of atmosphere against Jackson. You know, it, it, it sounds like it gives you chills. It, 30, 20 some years later, see, hey, it sounds I, like I, it gives I, you that, that moment, and you know, and 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 I've played in games with more people than that since then, mm-hmm. but the energy in that game it was just unmatched. Oh yeah, I mean the 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 stories you can tell from the bands have to be separated. The PA announcer, um, you know, trying to chastise the Southern fans <laughs> the, the being quiet and um, right. you know it, it it's just outstanding. My first time going to a game in, in, in Veterans Memorial in Jackson, nineteen ninety three, and I was like, man, it must be something's on fire. Look at all the smoke, but it was from the the, the grills, you <laughs> and just coming down by the hospital. I mean, the, just the crowd, and you had to park maybe because I didn't get a, a parking pass, oh, um, like on. five or six blocks away. But uh, the franchise was in better shape back then, but not bad now. But but again, the, the atmosphere was just just great, and I look forward to it no matter when it's in um, A.W. Mumford Stadium, which the Pete Richardson Classic. The first home game, it's going to be outstanding. Um, Coach Miller, any closing comments you have to the Jaguar Nation and the audience? The floor is yours. Well, Jaguar Nation, you know what time it is. It's that time (laughs) of the year. Hey, come on out. Well, we know you're going to come out and support, you know, because that's what you do. Tell games, if I pass by, let me get a chicken wing or uh, (laughs) but. Realistic, get out there, support those guys, and also support the university. I, I understand good, buy your tickets, come to the game, but there's more needed. And support support the university. We have alumni that want to give back. Quit holding back. Give back. Hey, we're, mm-hmm. it, remember, it, 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 takes, it takes a village to raise, raise a child, what they say, but it, it takes the whole alumni to raise a university. Uh, right, and 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 we're trying to take it to that next level, and and if we're going to take it to that next level, we want to be that elite. We want to be that that school or that team of the decade that we once were. It's going to take all of us. Right, let's together, let's make this happen and go Jazz. Yeah, and the locker room project we hadn't forgot about that. Desperately need everyone's help from the top to the bottom, from the bottom to the top. Quickly, Coach Miller. Promote that barbecue because, man, I'm hungry now. Once you said it, you know. <laughs> uh, 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 by the way, I, I, I'm down like 55 pounds overall. I won't give you my high weight. And we have we have little side dishes that 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 won't you know put too much on 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 the hips. You know, you, you, can splurge, you can splurge once in a while there, Coach. Don't, don't be too tough. You already know. But, you know, it is boo-boo's barbecue. You know, our motto is get some in your lips. You know, once you get in your lips, you, you're stuck. You're hooked. You know, obviously right now, you know, we don't have much time. You know, Coach Doolin is going to take all my time. But, you know, we'll, we'll find some time to cater for you if you need those services. But you can't beat it. Once you get it in your lips, you're hooked, baby. Charles. I haven't tasted it yet, but just looking at it, 
it's just like I've eaten some. I, I'm just getting a nice rise from that. So I know when I taste them on my lips, hey, I, I'm, I'm probably going to be in another atmosphere. Oh. <laughs> you better get some in your lips quick, Carlos. <laughs> I, 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 I have your contact number. Yes, I'll, 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 I'll be uh, contacting uh, it's been a pleasure having you on, uh, Coach Miller. Best oh, of uh, success to you, the staff, the team, and the players this upcoming uh, year. And as always, as you can see, thanks, my, there's my classmate, Janice. Go Jags. Go Jags. Appreciate you, Carlos. Charles, take care. Appreciate it. See you guys later on. All right. Take care. Uh, we had somebody in the chat room. Um, wow. He's gone now, but maybe he'll text me. Um, he said Chris Scott. And if this is a Chris Scott, I think. I'm wondering if it's the Chris Scott that went to the same high school, played uh, linebacker with um, Rufus Porter. And, and Southern alums, you know, about Rufus Porter, went on to the NFL. But Chris Scott, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the leading tackle. Yeah, that's him. Okay. The, the, the graduated with me. Well, he graduated two years behind me, Capital Senior High School, 84. That was a hellacious tackle, Charles. Oh, him and Rufus. I think I think Chris Scott is the leading tackle in the history of Southern University, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. But someone will uh, correct me if it's uh if I'm not accurate on that. But uh Coach Miller, your thoughts. Charles, are you there? Oh, oh, oh! You said Coach Miller. Yeah, I said your thought. You no, know, your thoughts on Coach Miller. Oh, oh man, excellent. I mean, you know, obviously he is. Uh, obviously, he's very excited about his defensive line, and you know, I, I thought Southern's D line got after it last year. You know, against us, just just ball hawks, just just getting after it. And if if they're better than they were last year, and I think the one thing I wanted to talk to him about too, and I think we've talked about it, I think breaking in all these new quarterbacks. The mm -hmm. defensive side of the ball is really going to have to stand out, I think, early in the season. you got, you know, Alcorn, USM, McNeese, Stephen F., Southern's got Bama State, Jackson State right off the bat. You've got Texas Southern with a new D.C. playing preview at home early on. I think defensively, I think you're going to see a lot of good stuff on the defensive side of the ball early on, especially with teams that are trying to break in new quarterbacks. As Jamie Walker said a year ago, and I, it still rings in my ears today, the continuity on the offensive side, it's gonna uh -huh. take a little time, but that means defensively, you gotta get off the field, you gotta flip the field at times. And I think if you see that early on, I think those are the teams that'll have some success. Well, and you know, the old cliche, the most um uh time that you improve is from week one to week two. Um, one thing uh our, our colleague here at Black College Sports Network, I got a chance to listen to a, and watch a little bit of the uh Swag Football Media Day, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill. He brought up an interesting point, and all of them did. But he said Southern does have a favorable schedule. Yes. At, at home. Now, sometimes there's pressure at playing at home, you know, but you got to block out all of the noise, all of the rah-rah, uh, and, and get it done. So we continuously say by the first week in October, it's going to it's going to tell a story. For some teams, they may be a better team, but their record may not indicate that, especially if you're playing up, if you're playing a tough FCS uh, opponent, as such as Alcorn. Texas Southern, to me, they just got to show me. 
you know, we know who Andrew Body is. They can brag. They defeated Southern two years in a row. They come to A.W. Mumford Stadium. Or if you and them uh, faded down the stretch. Reminds me of Southern basketball. They, they were in first place in January. Then in the February, they're not in first place. So every team has strengths. Every team has weaknesses. Every team has something to prove. Yeah, I, we got to get to a timeout. Okay. No, oh, yeah. Well, no, I was, I was going to say, I mean, I, and I'll, I'll add another dimension to it. We, we talked about breaking in the quarterbacks. We talked about the, the defensive side of the ball. But if you look at these home schedules, Carlos, I mean, UAPB's got Southern at home, Alcorn at home, Jackson at home, Grambling at home. Very attractive home schedule. Uh-huh. The Jaguars, Jackson at home, FAMU, Alabama A&M, Texas Southern, Prairie View at home. When, if, if you get the continuity going and if you're in a roll, if you're on a roll in a rhythm and you've got that type of home schedule, yes, there's pressure to play at home. But when you're playing well, that feeds into it. And I think those teams that can get it done at home, especially in the early part of the season, I think will have continued success as well. I'm going to be cliche as here. You can't look too far ahead. What do you do? Coach Dooley said it. And other coaches, you go 1-0. and Week one, go 1-0. and Week two, your goal is to go 1-0. and Consistency. Be consistent. You're not that damn good that you can overlook anybody. Every week is a major challenge, and you have to win the week. And then, two, going to fall camp. Most people have an idea who's going to be the starters, but I always look at who's going to win the number two positions throughout the line, the team, excuse me, because sometimes you're one or two injuries away. Ask the Cincinnati Bengals. That, yeah, that the, the, the second unit, a position player has to step up. And some can do it. Some can't right away. Consistency. And also, what team, if they are faced with adversity, can they overcome it and be tough and be mentally tough? And discipline to say, hey, we hit a hiccup in the road. Don't listen to the fans because, you know, hey, they'll get on you after a bad play. And especially in a quarterback position, I've sat in the stands before. You have to be tough mentally. Yeah. And, 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 and you have to be careful because you don't know who you're sitting next to. It could be uh, the quarterback's parent, yeah. father. Mom, one time I saw an ant, literally, they, they had to hold her back. They had to get secured up there. This was an ant. He didn't like what we're saying. She basically told the person in the crowd, you're not a coach. Shut the blank up. And it was on. I hid behind a lady <laughs> because I didn't want to get hit. <laughs> get out of the way. <laughs> yeah. On that note, that's perfect time to uh, take a time out. When we come back, Coach Petaway joins us. We're going to switch gears a little bit. Then a little bit later, we're going to add Wheeler Brown with Coach Petaway. I want to get his thoughts on uh, FAMU. On paper, women, that's an excellent hire. Bridget Garden, Coach Garden. And then there all have been speculations between Ashley Robinson leaving Jackson State, 
reports put out there going to Prairie View. Now Jackson State comes back with a sweeter deal. Oh, we'll get Willa Brown's perspective on all of this. You're watching the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. If you think all pads are exactly the same, think again. This is Always Ultra Thins reinvented with the Always Triple Protection System. This pad wicks gushes 90% faster, absorbs even more so you can feel dry, and locks odors in. Rethink your pad for up to 100% leak-free and odor-free comfort with the totally reinvented Always Ultra Thins. This is always like never before. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay, call Cuvay. for the latest information on Southern University Sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU Athletics. There's only one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown Show, exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. T. Madden & Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're turning injury to cash. T. Madden & Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turned my injury to cash. Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T. Madden & Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123. Stride K-12 powered schools are ready to put over 20 years of being a leader in online education to work for you. Dive into curriculum designed for the online classroom. Team up with state-certified teachers nice. trained in virtual instruction. Take control of your child's education journey. Discover the power of personalized learning with a leader experienced in preparing kids for a future they can be excited about. Take charge. Stride K-12. Enroll now for the fall.
to this week's edition of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. We have the gang here. I always feel so good when uh, Coach Petaway and Willa Brown join the show. I can, I can just sit back and just listen to their perspective. Also, Charles Edmund. Um, glad everybody is together again. First and foremost, Coach Petaway and Wheeler. Wheeler, start with you. Good, good afternoon, sir. How you doing? I'm fine, thank you. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hope all is well. Good afternoon, Carlos. All right, Coach Petaway. Coach Petaway always looks so comfortable and and Wheeler laid back. I, I think me and Charles maybe look more. Uh, Intense, maybe I don't know. <laughs> hey, it's not I, I, game I time. It's not game time. <laughs> it changed when, when it changed the game time. And, and, and that and that's what that first hour and a half of the show will do to you. Also, <laughs> oh, it's intense. It's intense oh, over there now. Oh, okay. Well, uh, what I would like to do, appreciate it. Uh, under my uh, what's trending segment, we kind of announced it, but we can get, get into those topics for the rest of uh, the show because I got 1222 uh, Central Standard Time and just kind of get your perspectives and your thoughts on um, uh, the different topic, what's trending. Um, Coach Penaway and ev- everyone can give their opinion on on the topic. FAMU selects Bridget Gordon, women's basketball coach. I, I went and looked up a resume uh, on paper and we'll see uh, few years down the line but that seems like just my opinion on paper i i think it, it looks very good it seems to be a, a a very good hire right well i think so too i think you know she played on a pat summer who's one of the greatest uh women's basketball coaches of all time uh she played in a great program up there at the university of tennessee and then when you look at her resume she's been to a lot of different places i mean uh georgia state and stetson are the only two places that are comparable to to the uh swim you yeah right right but what i'm saying is every place she's been you know it it, it's been on the major college level so she's bringing a lot of expertise uh she had an opportunity to play in the w in in the WNBA and then overseas so uh she's got a lot of experience and and i'm quite sure through all of that uh, she has learned something about the game of basketball. So it's just going to be a wait and see, you know, her putting together a staff, a staff that can recruit. And, I, and you know, I, I came in on part of that, that last segment when you all were talking about football or Southern football and, and the atmosphere. When you start talking about picking a staff, your staff is, your, is another family. Yeah. If, if, if you got that going to where uh, your staff is like a family, then you bring the players in. That's another family. And then you got your own family. So th- these are the signs that you look for in stability in a program and in a real program. You know, not not just a team, but a program. So that's how you build a program by by bringing people in that you can trust, uh, bringing bringing people in sometimes that you know, and sometimes you don't know them, but you think that they would be a good fit for your program. So you know, I, I noticed in her resume that some of the places she was a scout. So that means that she has uh, she's been at that table sitting now, uh, uh, looking at talent. So she's been able she's been able to look at talent and, and determine who can play and who can't play. So when it comes to recruiting, that really helps you because as a coach, like like with me, I, I look for quick twitch athletes. I, I, I look for athletes who can 
who can jump two times before you jump once. And mm. when, we, so when you get those kind of kids on the basketball court, then uh, you, you got something special. But I really like that segment about that staff, and that's, that's very sweet. Yes. And when it spills over to your team, when your players see that you and your staff get along, it helps them. To, it galvanizes them, and it, and it brings everybody closer. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Willie. And I was gonna, I was gonna say now, add that piece with the administrative side. Uh, Wheeler, yeah, did you, did you have barbecues and 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 all that in relationship with with, with the with not only the coaches but the student athletes? I mean, and that's that's those are things that you want to have on on a regular basis. Uh, I want to piggyback on what uh, Coach Petaway was saying. Uh, I, I think it was kind of an out of the box hire. Uh, in, in a couple ways. Uh, her first time being a head coach, I'm, I'm thinking if I'm reading her uh, bio correctly. Uh, you know, my questions, if I had any, was, you know, can you do without? You know, are you used to being, quote unquote, in this kind of environment where you know, I's and T's aren't necessarily dotted and crossed on a on a regular basis, how will you handle the lack of? And, uh, you know, so, and, that, and that's going to be the tail of the tape, so to speak, uh, especially in terms of being a first time head coach. You know, mm -hmm. we always say those 18 inches that yep. you're moving we from the second chair to the first chair is like moving 18 miles. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so, so we'll see, you know, how well she surrounds herself with you know, quality people. Uh, we'll see if uh, she brings in people that are strong wherever she's weak. Uh, but ultimately, uh, we'll see how well she deals. And I'm going to say this, and it's going to come out the wrong way. How well she deals with us in uh, terms of the HBCU culture, that mm -hmm. sort of thing. And, uh, you know, having to deal with the little nuances that go along with being, you know, at our, at our institution. And uh, it's, it's, it's not easy. And it's something that you need to be prepared for in advance as much as you possibly can. Uh, but understand that it's coming. The trials mm -hmm. and the tribulations, they're coming. And it's, it's not going to be a walk in the park on a daily basis. And it's going to be frustrating at times. And, you know, the key for all of our coaches, are, you know, can, can you handle those kinds of situations? So mm -hmm. that, that's where I am with that. So you're, you're basically saying, if I'm hearing you right, uh, institutions like HBC where the resources may not be where or is not where she's accustomed to at her other stops as an assistant and coaches and how you kind of can deal, uh, how do you deal with adversity in that aspect? And, and I guess, Willa, I, hopefully she knows that coming into it, but knowing it's one thing, but then actually having to have to deal with uh, mm -hmm. situations, I understand it, it, it is a, it's another way. So if you're, you're in the AD's position and you're making that hire, you're going to ask those questions that are not so comfortable and tough, correct? Oh, definitely. You, you have, you need to find out as much as you possibly can uh before you pull the trigger on that and you know hopefully uh she made the ad comfortable enough to you know go ahead and and, and make that hire 
I mean, on the surface, you look at her resume, you look at where she's been, look at her experiences, and it screams good hire, you know, from, from that point of view. And, uh, you know, but, you know, you, you really need from an administrative point of view to find out where her head is, uh, find out what shakes her up, what makes her rattle, uh, you know, how she will handle, you know, different kind of adverse situations, that sort of thing. And, you know, then as AD, you got to feel comfortable ultimately uh, uh, making that call. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully uh, Tiffany Don Sykes, the AD at uh, FAMU, has, has done that. And obviously she felt comfortable enough to, to make the call. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and even with all the questions, Carlos, I've always said it's almost impossible to get to know everything you need to know about a candidate mm-hmm. in a two-hour interview yeah. or an hour-and-a-half interview or if they come on campus for a day, that sort of thing. So, you know, the only thing you can do is do that best guesstimate and get the best feel that you can possibly get and, you know, uh, uh, blow the dice and roll them out there and, you know, hope you don't come up snake eyes and try to try to keep it moving from there. Right. And, and see, uh, Will, I think one of the things that you also can look at, coaches, a lot of coaches who have coached at the major college level, they can't make that adjustment because we don't have everything that they have. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they, they were great recruiters because of where they were, because they had the finances. They, they, had the, mm. they could travel. They can go what they need to. But what's going to happen when when they when they when they tighten the budget streams? When they say uh, you get that mandate, well, n- no off-campus recruiting for right now. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen then? When when a person who has been accustomed to 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 uh, going when they want to uh, when they needed to go, and then now you're being handicapped because of budget constraints or something like mm-hmm. that. So it's a bit of a difference, but uh, hopefully she she understands that. Uh, and, and she'll be able to work through that, and then Florida A&M will be happy, you know, down mm-hmm. the street. But, uh, and, you know, and how do you feel How do you feel about spending your own money? Right. You know, because as, as a coach on our level, you mm-hmm. know, that, that, that's par for the course. You better you know, know You want to go out there recruiting somewhere or something like that, and AD tells you there's no money available. You know, do you just sit in the office and – say, you know, uh, uh, I can't go out, that sort of thing, or you know, do you check your bank account, see if there's something there that you know can tide you over, and or, or call a, a homegirl or a homeboy that's in the city where you're going, <laughs> and you look, I need a sofa tonight or tomorrow night, and mm-hmm. you know, do you keep it moving from there? You know, and, and ultimately that's going to help to determine you know, whether or not uh, they're going to have a successful program. Right. Uh-oh, you, you got to get the job done. Recruiting is the biggest. Mm-hmm. That you got to recruit, so well, you got to find a way. But you know that's interesting because I'm listening to the conversation, and um, not making it about me. I, I work in the East Baton Rouge Parish School System, and I, and I see teachers, you know, taking their own. And by the way, teachers should get a big increase across the board. Oh no and, doubt, and, and support staff. But you, you see that they love doing what they're doing, and sometimes they take their own finances to, to, to add on. When you, when, you, when you look and you see a kid, and you see a kid that you know is challenged from at home and needs certain things, I've done it, and you help them out. So right. when you were talking about that, um, you know, as coaches, you know, putting 
you know, their own finances in. That just shows you so in some places the situation. But anyway, mm -hmm. go ahead, continue. Yeah, yeah, to me, that's taking ownership of your program. That's all that is. You know, I, I'm all in. When I coach, I was all in. And I, and I guess I, I, I like when they say, uh, find something that you like, then that way you, you, you never work a day in your life. See, that's the way basketball was for me. You know, mm -hmm. it, it, it was, uh, that's what kept me going. You know, I was, I was hardly ever sick when I was coaching because mm -hmm. that adrenaline, that rush, and, and it went year round because as basketball coaches, when the season's over with, it's not, it's over with for the players and for games. But that's when that's when the that's when the, the, the metal meets the road right there because now it's time mm. to recruit and do other things to make sure that your program uh, uh, is in good shape. So you know, get, basketball has given me everything, and and to me, I never work. I I've enjoyed this more than anything else in my loved life. It. And I guess the biggest thing you get to meet so many people, man. Mm -hmm. you, you get to meet so many people uh, around the country, and I, and I think that's just great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, Coach, I have a question. Um, I have a question in terms of the timing of the hire, um, in terms of expectations for this upcoming season. I mean, obviously, the coach is way behind the eight ball. Right. This is getting ready to start. You've got some players there. What, what's the expectation realistically? And I'm sure the FAMU administration, AD Sykes, realizes she's way behind. And right. whatever, whatever you can get out of this year, you can get out of it. But knowing that You've, you've missed the recruiting cycles, most of it. What, what's the expectation for FAMU? Well, I, I'm hoping they're not too high because you you have really handicapped this lady. She's coming in a couple of weeks before school starts. She's got she's to coach whatever's on that campus. And, and I hope that an assistant coach stayed there to, to keep the kids that they did have. So I'm hoping mm -hmm. that she, she does have a team because you think about this now. This late, there's nowhere she can go to get anybody. You know, if, if, if a kid is work, if they can play it all, they should already be committed and in school somewhere, get, uh, getting ready to show up on campus. So at Florida a and I think they have to pipe down their expectations this year, give that young lady, give, give Coach Gordon an opportunity to get in there, hire her own staff, and then recruit the kind of players for her style of play. So it's going to be interesting to see what she has to say. Uh, I'm looking forward to basketball media day to see uh, what her expectations are. But, you know, from the program that she came from, Tennessee, she's still going to want to try to win. She's going to try to win with what she got. And I guarantee mm -hmm. you she's going to put her heart into it. If if, if Florida and them made that commitment this late, she's got to still put her heart into it. And Charles, you're going to – you're, you're going to evaluate her based off of her management of the program. You know, mm. how, well, how well does she come in and get the buy-in from the kids who are already there? Right. You know, how well can she get the buy-in in terms of the kids adapting and adjusting to her style of play, to her system, uh, you know, the whole nine yards that go along with that? the disciplinary aspects, things of that nature. You know, you're going to you're going to evaluate her based off of those things as opposed to wins and losses. And uh, yeah. you know, if if she's smart, which obviously she is, uh, you know, she's 
made it clear that, you know, the expectations from a one loss point of view, as Coach Petaway was saying, really going to be down. That's, that's not going to, that's not going to make a difference, you know, but I'm going to judge her based off of how well she manages the program. How does the kid, do the kids pay attention to her? You know, are, are they gravitating towards her? Are her X's and O's solid, even if they don't work because she doesn't have the kids in place to make it work? Yeah, but, you know, can she adapt and adjust to what she has? Mm-hmm. You know, what's what's the system like? That sort of thing. You know, so there are all kind of things I'm going to be able to judge her on from an administrative point of view uh, early on that's going to kind of help me determine whether or not I, I did right by pulling the trigger. And then naturally, as the years move on and she's able to turn the roster over, so forth and so on, you know, we get back to the ultimate goal of, you know, we in the hunt in terms of uh, winning championships or being in the upper third of the conference or, you know, whatever the goal may be at, at that time. But, you know, this, this is going to be a key uh, in terms of the evaluating of her just to see how she's going to react. This is, going, this is going to be big right here. This right. year is going to be as big as year four when she has all of her players in place and everything is on working on all cylinders, that sort of thing. This year is bigger than that because you're really going to see where her heart is, where her mind is, what she's bringing to the table philosophically and otherwise. You know, you're really going to be able to tell you know, what's going to happen when, when the rubber meets the road. Right. Seems like she's building a, a a foundation. So this is a foundational year. Year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and as far as off the court stuff, you know, I've worked with several coaches in terms of the inner workings of how things are done at all corner and how to process things, how to process paperwork and the travel right. and the logistics. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I've I've worked with previous coaches on that and it is an adjustment it is mm-hmm. different than what you might expect so uh you know i'm sure fam you has a travel team a logistics team in place that will help take some of that off her plate but still you still have to put your hands on it at, at some point whereas the bigger programs you you don't have to touch it at all mm-hmm. and I, I think that's that's a that's going to be a huge adjustment i'm sure she's probably got her budget before she took the job I'm sure all those numbers were probably explained to her before she, she she got it. She knew what she was walking into. And, you know, you, you make the best of it and, and hope it works. Landon Bussey, a classic example, even though he's not on the pro level, going from where he was at Prairie View, three straight regular season titles as an assistant, coming to all corner, six seed, two regular season titles, all that. So he understood, he understood what he's walking into, made the best of it. I think the same thing probably could happen at FAMU. Right. And one of the things, that you, gentlemen, we got to keep in mind, Think about who she played for now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we may have now, lost. As a coach, now she coached her, her teams hard. Now, mm-hmm. we had an example of that. Remember, we hired Tamika Randall, who played mm-hmm. at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. All right. When Tamika, when, when Tamika came to Alabama AM, that lady, her philosophy was just like Pat's. Now, we don't know what, what Coach Gordon is going to do because she's never been a head coach before. Is she going to take on what Pat Summit did? Pat Summit coached those women hard. I got a chance to sit and talk with her. I watched her practice. She she gave me some ideas. I was too soft on my players and some of the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> not, not you, Coach. Not, 
no way. Exactly. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, okay, like running one in tens. I, I put a I put 10 seconds on the clock. Pat mm-hmm. Summit put nine seconds on for them ladies. And when oh, I saw wow. that, I said, wait a minute. <laughs> Girl, the ladies can run it in nine seconds. I said, okay, fellas, you're getting eight now. I'm not getting oh. you I said, because this lady has found a formula where she pushed those kids. And, and, and what I'm saying, she did it in the right way now. The kids bought yes. in to the way she coached the team. And so that's what I'm going to be looking for with Coach Gordon. Her first time sitting in the, in the real seat, the first seat, where is she going to take? What is she taking from everybody she's coached with or coached under or, or played under? What is mm-hmm. she going to do? What is going to be her philosophy? How is she going to handle her team? How is she going to coach her team? That's what I'll be looking for. Right. And, and, and Coach, I'll just add this. And, and you know, whenever you change uh, over a coaching staff and that person bring in, just like you were saying, you you're gonna lose some people because yes. they, mm-hmm. that, that might not be mm-hmm. what they want. You know, now from a mental standpoint, you know, some will some will buy in, some will be tough, some will be challenged, and they will accept that challenge mm-hmm. and, and, and stay with it. So I just kind of right. want to add, add that piece uh, uh, to it. And then I also say this though, now, you know, mind you, the colors. Uh, not one of my favorite colors, but that arena is outstanding. That yeah. mm-hmm. that she has, so that can be a selling point as she goes out and, and recruit as well. But you'll add some and you'll subtract some, right? And mm-hmm. Charles, that team, their team last year, their women's team, they weren't that bad. Now right. I enjoyed yeah. watching them. I enjoyed doing their game. Uh, do, uh watching them doing the game. And they they played. I know they played Alabama and them. They went yeah. after us. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, so they- well, well, Carlos, I've been around a lot of head coaches. We've had a lot of turnover at all corner in terms of head coaches. And the one, the two words you just said is critical for a first-year coach. And you know this, Coach Petaway, buy-in. Yep. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. are going to be some players that are not going to buy-in. Correct. It, it's mm-hmm. just, it, it, even in business, you get a new CEO, there are going to be some people that are going to fall by the wayside. It's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But even on the collegiate level, there are going to be some players that are not going to buy into the, to the hard coaching because you know you, you know she's going to coach them hard in the first year. You know that. Uh, Tanya Edwards did it when she was at all. I mean, you know, Landon Bussey did it. There are going to be some players that aren't going to buy in. And either you get with the program, either you're all in or all out. That's what a former baseball coach told me. Either you're all in or you're all out. So we're going to see the ones that are all in with the different philosophy and the ones that, that won't. That's going to be interesting as well. I, I would agree. Um, we'll move on now. We got uh, about 17 minutes left. Um, Pepsi Company announces the largest swag partnership to date and expanded deal. That's a big thing. That was announced against Swag Football um, Media Day. Um, and a quote from um, Commissioner Dr. Charles McC- Clellan. He says the Southwest Athletic Conference is pleased to partner with Pepsi Company and its impressive portfolio of brands to enhance our student and fan experience starting this season with much needed improvements across the conference. From an AD perspective, Will, we're always going to pick on you. Well, I'll pick on everybody, even Charles. Um, <laughs> largest swag partnership to date. It can only be a good thing, in my opinion, from a non-athletic administrator uh, perspective. 
Right. I well, go ahead, Will. Carlos, you, you, I, I'm gonna be a boo bird on that. Okay. What does that mean? I'm waiting on you to tell me. What I, I, and, and so that's that's what I'm saying. That's mm-hmm. my question. Okay. What well, does I, that I, mean? What? Well, well, no, I'll stop. Wait. Well, wait, no, wait, well, wait. I don't want to read. Hold on. I don't want to read the whole thing. Hold on. I'm just saying. I'm okay. just saying. You <laughs> could read the whole thing, Carlos. I'm and you no, still no. couldn't tell me what mm-hmm. does that mean? Does that I'm mean sorry. I'm getting more product for my team, for my players? so forth and so on. Does that mean that there's going to be a bigger check being in the disbursement pool at the end of the year? You know, and what, mm. what does it mean in layman's terms? You know, I mean, from an AD's point of view, I'm going to clap because everybody else is going to clap, you know. But when I'm in that room with Dr. McClellan and those guys and the powers that be, I, I want to know what this means. I, I, I want to know. Yeah. You know what what it means in terms of dollars and cents. I want to know what it means in terms of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, product. I want to. I I just want to know the nuts and bolts. You know. So right. I mean, right now we got, you know, corporate speak going on. <laughs> you know. So mm-hmm. until somebody tells me exactly what's what. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 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 gonna applaud with everybody else. Everybody else is gonna applaud. I'm gonna applaud. But you but. know, but definitely, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need okay. I need I need to know what's behind door number three. Somebody's gonna <laughs> have to, somebody <laughs> has to tell me something. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. What what is what what is gonna be the commitment for each institution? Because you exactly. take a school like Alabama A and M, already know. They just signed that multi deal with Coca Cola, so so what what are they going to require of Alabama and them? There's not their hands are tied. They Coke exclusive. They kicked Coke off the. They kicked Pepsi off our campus. When I was there, Pepsi was my sponsor. I lost mm-hmm. the sponsor because we signed an exclusive with Coca Cola. And you got and other schools that are that are Coke exclusive. Right. That's what I'm saying. So what does so this must mean? Only for championship play, because it, it, it can't be per institution. So I think what's going to happen, now this is me, I think that in the championship, whatever championships you're in, it's going to be dominated by, not dominate, it'd be Pepsi exclusive. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the only way I can see it, because I don't see them coming on individual campus and saying, well, you got to go with Pepsi products. No, that's not going to happen. Not at mm-hmm. A&M, because who's going who's gonna to replace that money? That Coke is putting in. Mm-hmm. Now, I think, I it, upset I think you're right, Coach. Because I lost a major sponsor for my television show. And Coke didn't pick that up. You know why? Because we signed exclusive. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to deal with me. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to deal with me. So that, that's why when you walked into Elmore, uh, Charles, that's why you saw them Pepsi sign. Because they were a major sponsor of men's basketball. Everywhere else on campus, their scoreboards were uh, Coke or something. Mine were Pepsi. Mm-hmm. And they were my sponsor. And Pepsi was the only thing you could get in Elmore at that time. Then we get a change in administration. They go say, we're signing this deal with Coke, and you have to come along for the ride. And that's what mm-hmm. I did. I wrote mm-hmm. it out. Well, I think, Coach Pettaway, you, you, you hit it. I think it's more of the, the – and like I said, I didn't want to read for, yeah. they, for you know the whole <laughs> the whole thing, but that valid point, Willie. You can ask 
valid questions <laughs> on, on this show, and you can also <laughs> now what is going to also make me do do so uh, do a little homework. I'll speak. I, I'm still in good standings with him, Doctor McCullough, and maybe I'll uh, you know invite him to come on. I know he's a busy guy, and he could kind of explain the nuts and the bolts of this. But but I, I think Coach Fedway, I think you're right. I think it's championship, championship. right? Champ, mm-hmm. Championships. Mm-hmm. So. That mm-hmm. was what's trending. You know, we, we can't go a whole hour talking about it, but we could. Right. But, you know, Will is a tough guy there. And then, you know, in, <laughs> you know in, 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 uh, in the commissioner's press conference, he talked about that the SWAC schools received the largest payout that they've ever received before. Mm-hmm. And then he expects, with this new deal, he expects that to go up. So, so we had with the, the conference as a whole – is is I think it's on strong foundation. I think he even mentioned that they've already paid the note out on the on the building, uh, the SWAC headquarters. Mm-hmm. They now own that. So uh, they, he's doing things the right way. I, I think that Pepsi contract it would be strictly for our championships. championships. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll move on um, from that one. Um, <laughs> well, we're gonna run out of time again because um, oh. I still I, I still want no, no, that's no problem, no problem. We'll just. Get you back. Um, I also wanted to do some NBA stuff, but I'll get to one of them. Oh, um, the NBA? Yeah, the summer league. I was going to be, be specific. Oh. Um, other things we could talk about at, at, at another time, of course, the SWAC announces a 2023 uh, football schedule, of course, because, you know, the blue and gold I look at. Uh, Southern's on nine times. Um, I think FAMU's on even more. Jackson State, all of their games out. I'll go to what can Brown do for you? Then I put a coach better with Charles uh, Wheeler. Your perspective on the, the, the 2023 football TV schedule announced by the Southwestern Athletic Conference. And then also HBCU Go, some SIAC games going, CIAA. So I just don't want to say exclusively the swag, but um, even next week, we may can get on who's going to get BET. Plus mm-hmm. Tyler Perry or mm-hmm. <laughs> Byron Allen, but anyway, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's more opportunity than ever now, Carlos, in terms mm-hmm. of you know our our particular institutions being televised and streamed and and things of that nature. So this is really really a great time to be you know HBCU athletic program with all the opportunities that are out there, that sort of thing, and uh, you know great opportunity for our institutions to shine and you know, do a great job in terms of the presentation mm-hmm. factor and, and, and things of that nature. So, I mean, there's nothing nothing but pluses there all the way around. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a combination of, you know, highlighting your more popular schools, no doubt about that, the schools mm-hmm. that people want to see, you know, but also, you know, the, the little guys are getting a chance to, mm-hmm. you know, show themselves also. You know, maybe not at the same rate as the Southerns or the Jackson State or things of that nature, but, you know, they're, they're getting an opportunity too. They're not being left out. And uh, so that's, that's, that's all a plus. And the more venues that are out there, really, the, the better, you know, the, the more options that are available to all our schools. So, you know, there's, there's nothing but positive there. Carlos, no right. doubt about that. Right, and Charles, uh, Charles, you know what I really like? I, I like when I heard that Jackson State every game was going to be on. Now, when they had Coach Prime there, every game went on uh, a, a network. And I think Coach Taylor 
in his press conference, he talked about that, how excited he was that all of their games. So this, this came about after Coach Prime left. So that means all that tells you is that the SWAC is in demand. That we, as a conference, we're in demand, and that's a good thing for our institutions, for our athletes, and I, I just think it's a it's a win win situation. Charles, there's life after Coach Sanders. <laughs> yeah, of before course. and after. Go ahead, Charles. Mm -hmm. Yes, you are absolutely correct. And just you know, the swag is getting more shine than than ever before. Yep. The commissioner did, you know. Uh, commit the fact that there were more media requests this year than was last year, despite mm -hmm. what, what left. But, uh, you know, Charlie Neal was in Birmingham. Right. HBCU go. And, uh, you know, he was just sharing the fact that you can watch HBCU games now on your phone on the app. Mm -hmm. You can, you can, mm -hmm. you can dive into HBCU athletics anytime, any of their program, you can go back and watch anytime. And so, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, so it's, it's great for the conference every week. HBCU go is going to be a part of, HBCU football and the SWAC. So, I mean, it is it is a wonderful time. And and as you mentioned with BET, where, you know, you got ESPN, ESPN Plus, you got HBCU Go, you got some other little small regional networks going to be doing some stuff. So, you know, where, where is it going from here? I think, it, I think the sky's the limit. And thus, even with that being said, I'll throw this in, the pressure to continue to win and win quickly. You know, we can dress up a pie very good with all the fillings inside, <laughs> nice cream on the top. Looks great. But if somebody doesn't get all of that pie, three-fourths of that pie, they're going to complain. And so there's going to be even more, with all this being said, more pressure on coaches. Don't you got what can Brown do for you, Willa Brown? <laughs> associate AD, he's, he's looking. He's under pressure. So that leads me into this. Another big story. Uh, we got about six, seven minutes left. Ashley Robinson, he has a choice. When you're doing a great job, you get people that want to uh, hire you, right? Nobody wants to hire somebody that's not doing a good job. So with that being said, he basically, and we'll find out the end results of all this, he has a choice to stay at Jackson State or, from a personal standpoint, be closer with his kids in Houston, Texas, Purview and him. Purview and him wants him to become their new AD. Jackson State counters with an offer from the last report I saw. Willer, from an AD perspective, you're, you're in Ashley's position. You win the scales. What do you do? And then I'm going to come to Coach Petaway. You're a coach. You got the same offer. Charles, you got the same offer, but from maybe from a different perspective, and I'll leave myself out of the equation. Well, I I, I think, you know, you it's, it's a tough coin flip. I mean, there, there's no doubt about that. Uh, at some point in time, the loyalty factor got to kick in. You know, you got to be good to those who are good to you. Uh, I know he had just signed an extension at Jackson mm -hmm. State, I think, mm -hmm. which was I saw that. through 2026, uh, which they didn't really have to do, you know, because he was still under contract at the time. But they showed good faith and I think put three more years on his contract, that sort of thing. So to me, they took a big step in terms of 
trying to keep him on board, that sort of thing. Now, you know, Prairie View steps in and, you know, don't know the dynamics uh, behind that. I thought Ashley was from the Jackson area, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, you know, family in that area, that sort of thing. So going to Jackson was going home for him. Uh, You know, don't know the exact situation in terms of Prairie View, that sort of thing, in terms of why he left Prairie View and what makes Prairie View more attractive now than it was before he left or, Mm -hmm. you know, this, this, that, and the other. So, you know, that's, that's some personal issues, I think, or some personal demons that he's going to have to wrestle with. If I'm Jackson State, I've, I've put a good offer out there by extending him, uh, you know, three more years on his contract, what have you. And I'm, I'm sure Rays came with that. Uh, you know, I'm not going to get into a bidding war with Prairie View. That I'm not going to do. I think the programs at Jackson State are on solid ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not saying it's a plug-and-play position by any means whatsoever. But what I am saying is that uh, somebody can come in and pick that ball up and and really keep it moving, keep it running, that sort of thing. I think there are a lot of things in place to where uh, if Ashley leaves Jackson State, it won't be a rebuild or anything such as that. I think they got a lot of things already in place for the next AD, whomever he or she may be, to be able to come in and, and kind of keep that ball so I don't see him skipping a beat from that point of view. So to answer your question, I'm not breaking the bank for that one at all, you know, but I don't begrudge anybody trying to get what they can and all they can uh, because we know our jobs are here today, gone today. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a matter of, you know, comfort level where you feel comfortable, that sort of thing. But if I'm Jackson State, I'm not getting into a bidding war uh, uh, with that at all. Right. I like to see Ashley stay at Jackson State. <clears throat> and I'm coming from the basketball side of it. He brought both of those coaches in there. He he, he knows both of those people. He should stay and, and, and let them honor their contracts. He brought them in there. He should stay with them. I'm hoping that's what he does. But, you know, you, you got to think about family. And I'm like you, uh, A.D. Brown. I thought uh, Ashley played it in Jackson uh, at mm-hmm. one of the high schools there. So he's from mm-hmm. that area. So, yeah, yeah. so that's home for him. So I would mm-hmm. like to see him stay in and you know some uh prayer view, they they're they're solid, they can get them somebody, but I think he should stay in Jackson. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um it's on it's on me now. Uh yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I said I, I you know yeah. time, time is short, so I, I well, yeah. I'm gonna be perf- I'm gonna go in a little different direction. If I'm perfectly if if I'm him and if Prairie View offers me a pretty doggone good offer, knowing my family, my kids are back in Houston, even though uh, I've been at Prairie View before, uh, knowing the different dynamics that's going on at Jackson State, a new president's coming. Um, and so even though he's done a really good job there, how much, you know, you don't know what the new president's going to do. Not saying you're going to, he or she's going to make changes, the politics behind it. If Preview gives me an offer I can't refuse and I did well there and my family's there, I probably would look to move and go back. Now, I have heard some people from Preview people say we don't need to go down this road again because Ashley was there once. You need to go in another direction. Not saying Ashley did anything wrong, but just people just don't want to see the recycling. But if I'm him, 
if I got a really, really good offer from Prairie View, if I'm Ashley Robinson with my family and all, I probably would take the gig and move back to Texas. Hmm. Uh Well, they always say sometimes you have to weigh your offers, the balance of the scales. You want it balanced? Oh, you're here to there. But he'll he'll make the decision and uh, we'll find out the results of that uh, decision. The latest I'm hearing is uh, I think he stays at, at JSU. Yep. But that's just the latest. Uh, quickly, um, no, still no news, Coach Petaway. Dang time is running out. The NBA, <laughs> hey, hey, look, they say, listen, you Got to make your mind up because we are not going to put up with this, not playing for a team uh, just because you want to trade. So the NBA has spoken, so we shall see. Y'all better get on that phone with Pat. Hey, you want me to ask it? Coach oh, Petaway. Yes. Pat, Pat, Pat said um, he, he'd like to meet you, and he'll send the uh, private jet to, to – to get you in there. No, 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 Pat. You can't. I can't convince him to come on your side of thinking. I, I, I can't. But no, no movement. James Harden, Damon no. Lillard. I still believe, and I saw that notice. You see how I'm looking, huh? Stay out of it. I still say he's going to be in Miami when it's all said and done. I don't know, Carlos. I, I, I'm really, you know, with every passing day, I'm, I'm a little bit more skeptical. I thought it was a done deal a month ago, but no movement as of yet, and I don't know. He, my prediction, and if I'm wrong, I'll come on here and say I was totally wrong, but all my sources, and I got them, <laughs> it's going to happen. It's, it, it, it's going to happen. Well, we're at the end of the show, guys. Uh, Coach Petaway, we'll, we'll, I promise, we'll talk about the summer league because once okay. again, I, I, I find it very good. I've really enjoyed summer leagues in the NBA the last few years, and, and with the young players and and seeing them develop. Oh, by the way, quickly, quick comment, quick comment from everybody. Keep it, well, keep it under a minute. Our thoughts and prayers with uh, Bronny. James, okay. yeah, you oh, know, yeah, he, he yeah, went yeah. to Carter. Yeah, look, yeah, that's tough. I, that was tough. I know about health issues. That is nothing to play with. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, I thoughts and prayers are with him. Hopefully, mm-hmm. he'll be able to continue in his career. But if not, life supersedes right that. Yep, absolutely. That 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 career, Willer, yeah. Charles, anyone? There's no doubt about that. And like you just stated, you know, we want the best. You know, for the young man, if he's able to continue his basketball career. That would be icing on the cake. But if he's not, you know, appears to be a very intelligent, very thoughtful young man and, you know, know the, the, the best of everything is ahead of him. And uh, so he'll, he'll be able to make that transition uh, uh, to the other side and, and keep it moving. Yeah, and my thing would be uh, my heart is out for he and his family. Um, but basketball is not everything. You got life. Right. Ahead. Whatever right. decision, whatever decision Bronny and LeBron makes, whether they whether they play or not, I'm with them because it's, right. it's it's a lot bigger mm-hmm. than basketball. Yep. Mm-hmm. One day at a time, Bronny. There you go. One mm-hmm. day at a time. That's what I want to thank Melody, our producer. Uh, I want to thank Willa Brown, Coach Petaway, Charles, everyone in the chat room. Uh, I, I see the conversation, boy. JSU and Southern fans, y'all love each other. You love each other to depth. Continue the conversation. Also, I want to thank uh, the Blue and Gold Century Club. 
coming on to be a, a proud sponsor of the Carlos Brown Show. Until next Saturday at 11 a.m. <laughs> Boy, he gets it in early. Don't he? Yeah, he gets it. <laughs> for another edition of the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Until next time, as always, peace and God bless and go Jags. Mm-hmm.